Greetings and welcome back to another round of Controllers and Couches. I am part one of the duo that has two full metal chicken. Also, I'm trying... Well, yeah, sorry. Sorry, continue. You're also trying... In the voice of uh, not David Attenborough, we are, you know, coming to a special edition that isn't a special edition, so therefore I'm using my best introduction voice. Making up for being late. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's it. So, uh, yes. So, um, if you've listened to our previous podcast... um, Episode 36. Yeah, episode 36. You have found some most interesting information. If you've listened to the previous 34... Five before number thirty six, you've listened to a lot more and really Our gained some interesting cinematic stuff. Cinematic universe, the cinematic universe. Yes. That is controllers and couches. The audio cinematic universe. Yes. So welcome back to another episode of Controllers and Couches with Stephafar and the Full Metal Chicken. Um, today I apologise. I was going to make you a chamomile tea today. Oh, it's all good. And um, the sleeve. The pack, you know, it came in the foil sleeve. Mm-hmm. It wasn't opening, and then the only scissors I could find were the herb ones. Oh no! So it exploded. I... No, actually, I just severed the bag and the tab that holds the string attached to the tea bag. So I wound no, none of the leaves actually came out of the yeah. herbs. So I just rolled the bag up, shoved it in your little. Swimming man. Yeah, the swimming man. And um, the swimming man. The tea man. It looks to be functional. So with the little pants. I rescued it. Tea pants. Rescued the function, as it were. Tea pants. Um, but in other news, we're coming live. Not really live, but pre-recorded. Yes. Straight from uh, day one of quarantine. Yeah, day well, one of uh, quarantine. Well, social isolation because we haven't come into contact with no. COVID nineteen. Not um, yet. It's not it's very <laughs> covert. Not yet. Not ever. Very covert. Fingers crossed. Yeah. So, um, essentially, uh, let's see. Uh, updates. Um, well, considering... But the... what did you do in the last 24 hours since we last recorded? Uh, let's see. You've done a bit of watching of uh, Castlevania. Castlevania Season 3. Um, currently on episode... I think episode uh, 5. Um, a seat of... Civilization and refinement. That's uh, what episode five is called. So uh, yeah, it's actually pretty good. It's um got some nice uh, flow to it. Um, what else did I do? I also cranked out Modern Warfare um, because obviously I've got to average three point five levels of the season to get it before it ends. So I'm one one season or one one level down so i have to do one more level today and then you're, i'm on the money meet you daily yeah so um, it might be about another half hour 45 wait. minutes so i'm gonna do that after this you is go, done girlfriend. crank that out what else um i started doom um i kind of maxed all the settings out as you do as you do um and it looks really similar some of the uh texture palettes are really similar to the the original doom so they've tried to get that look for the monsters and everything, and it's really, really so intense. So you approve? I approve. Words. I give it for me, for me personally, I give it ten out of ten. Fantastic! It is just in your face from the get go. So I really enjoy it, and also the key thing that really made it fun was just you know Doom sixty four. You know Doom sixty four is one of my all time favorite games, um, but. The problem solving, like you got to try and, you know, unlock the little, there's these little question marks that glow and you got to get in, you got to, you know, figure out how to 
get to them and like just it's a bit of puzzle solving yeah, so and thinking it's not just a run and gun no so not just having the whole run and gun in your face first person shooter yeah you can also change it you have the ability to change that view so uh to give you the more you know classical experience <laughs> classical so the classical map. doom experience which is really really cool so um very much enjoying that so that was nostalgic and just the soundtrack too, I mean, you heard me pump it up to 40 on the amp. I'm not going to crank it any more higher oh, at this I, time of night. I wasn't listening. I was yeah. listening to my audiobooks. So. But it's a, it, it's a, a pretty kick-ass soundtrack, so, and it really just goes with all the action. Um, not yet, it's no. It's in the Apple Music Store. Yeah, because um, it's uh, very much the kind of game that I'm into. So, yeah. Um, what else did I do? Oh, I... Um, I installed Stronghold Creature, and I've been stuffing around with that. That was a game I used to play ages ago. Um, but it's just, you know, oh, look, you know, I'm going to build a castle. Uh, build some farms first. Uh, build some woodcutters first. Ah, uh, you know, oh, these taxes are a bit, you know, harsh, you know, running out of food. Oh, thank you, my lord. Thank you. So, essentially, it's really cool where you've got, you know, 20 knights come in and try and kill your villagers and kill all your archers and kill all your, you know, polemen. But, essentially, you send your king out and he just slaughters everything. So, I'm like, meh. However, you've got to be careful because if the king dies, it's, you know, ba-bow, game over. So, it's just strategy. You know, it's mindless strategy. But I like it. You know, mindless. Uh, what else did I do? Um... I stumbled upon more Lego, as I always do. Um, the chicken is a fan of Lego, in case you hadn't listened. And also, uh, yeah, you know, we stumbled upon the... Someone did a mock of uh, Optimus Prime in Lego. So I'm like, this is nice. Very cool. Maybe someday in the future. Um, but this, the whole postal system at the most moment is sort of ground to a halt. So, yeah. Apparently, cab music is now. Really? Well, um... I got an email earlier today. If you need no touch parcel deliveries, one of three cabs can deliver your goods and parcels so you don't have to touch a thing. If you wish to keep your distance and need something delivered, here's how we can help. So you open, well, you have to obviously download the one three cabs app. Um, Then you enter the pickup address and then the full destination address. Then hit I'm ready now or book for later. Scroll down, choose your payment. Um, and then in your notes for your driver, enter parcel and then leave at front door and ring doorbell and walk away. Yeah, now that's a hard concept for some people because they don't know how to use a doorbell or a door. So, yeah. That and like, what if you're trying to get them to pick something up from a post? But it's a, it's a fantastic idea, yeah. um, especially since I'm assuming that industry would be grinding to a halt now that everyone is staying home like possible. No, it's not ridiculous. You know, not really much that you can do. Um, what yeah. did I do today? I listened to two audiobooks. I finally finished um, book three in the To All the Boys I've Loved Before trilogy. Um, and it was really good. I'm glad it's... It was a solid ending. I gave it four out of five stars, but I'm obviously not going to spoil it for anyone. Yeah. And I also started um, the Return trilogy, which is like... Uh, it's like a... Not a sequel that was put in the show but in the books if you follow the books that were originally published in the 90s it's a sequel series to okay. the vampire diaries cool um 
So I finished book one and I've got two left out of that trilogy to do. So yes. Listening to stuff. I'm only two books behind what I should be at. Sweet. On schedule at the moment. On so, schedule. Yeah. I've got to attempt to get through 17 books before the end of the month. I don't think that'll happen, but as long as I get, you know, a little bit more done, we'll yeah. be happy and I can try and pick up the slack in April, especially yeah. now that everyone's kind of at home. Yes. Which is weird looking out, not seeing any cars around or anything. It's very strange. It was just... Eerie. There was someone, you know, buying, you know, something from supermarket or some, you know, shopping centre today, but it was generally just quiet. Next door, like, left for work, came home from work, so he's doing stuff, I suppose, but, yeah, it's just really quiet. Yeah. It's just very, very, very quiet. I wonder what it's like out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think there'll be, you know, some people are freaking out about it, but there's no need to freak out. You know, mm. it's just, you got to go with it. Nothing else you can do. Um, just essentially, just, if you don't need to go out, stay home. Yeah. Plan, plan your trips accordingly, you know. And seriously consider either taking time off work or working from home. Yeah. Otherwise... Where possible unless you're in the central service. Yeah. Otherwise get an imperial imperial probe droid to go get it for you. Oof, that would be nice. Oh, yeah. You work they have a bad habit of uh, exploding, though. Oof. Stupid probe droids. Oof. Yeah. I was going to ask you, do you want to re-sign up for, re-up for Disney Plus just for this one month? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Um, what's it called? Star winners? Star winners. Yeah. Yeah, all the star winners. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I think one of the side effects of being a TikTok fan is all the Adam Driver slash yeah. Ben Solo yep. tribute videos. So I like, I kind of, even though the movies were terrible, I kind of want to rewatch it just to see if it's as bad as I remember it being. Yeah. Just to get a, get a look at it. Yeah. But, you know. Work from home, Steph. Yep, a work, from, work from home. <laughs> All right, are we ready to head into the quiz? Yep, today? we certainly are. Okie dokie, I'm choking. Um, today I have selected for us. Everyone has a Marvel supporting character that matches their personality. Here is yours. Yep. Who do you think yours would be? Uh, so we've got hmm, Marvel supporting character. What's well, Cap's friend? Bucky. No, 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 the other friend. The Hawk. one he gives a shield to. Hawkeye. No, 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 no. no. Uh, Falcon. That's it. Um, I'd like to think it would be Falcon. I reckon... Let's see. Groot. Groot, okay. Yeah, reckon. You reckon Groot's oh, a raccoon. raccoon is you this. You reckon... Um, what's his name? It's not Raccoon. Rocket. Yeah. Rocket Raccoon. You reckon Groot's Ra- a... Su- uh, Groot. You Rocket. think Rocket's a supporting character? Uh, oh, a okay. Bit. Yeah. How would your friends describe you? Loyal, curious, funny, caring, bossy, or helpful? Which one on those lists? Uh, list funny. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. I reckon for you... Would be... Oh, I'm tossed up between loyal and caring. You reckon? Well, what would you say? Because the question is, how would your friends describe you? 
I what would you call yourself? Oh, sorry. I did this one like saying what you would think. Ah, oh, I've done it the other way around. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I answered funny because... So out of those six adjectives, what would you describe me as? Um, I would say... Oh, see, it's us up between loyal and caring. And funny. See, I'd say the same thing about you. Yeah, loyal and okay. caring. And I'll tell you what, I'll give you funny and I'll take loyal. Yeah. All right. Done. Which of these is your favorite food? There's a burger, there's french Oof. fries, cake, pizza, salad, walnuts. Oh, there's so much good stuff in here. Um, I'll just go for burger though. Um, oh yeah, pizza. Pizza. Yeah, I'm a what ninja turtle. What house would you like to live in? Um, it looks like a creepy Slenderman-ish house, but it says trees beside brown wooden house. It looks like a two-story. Yeah. Light gray house near trees. It looks like something that would be in Alaska or something. Then a really tall skyscraper. Oh, it's a Taipei 101. Yeah. Or a brown house beside body of water. That looks really nice, like you're on your yeah. own private lake. Then there is a theory uh, white house under maple trees, and then there's a green grass field and brown wooden door, but it looks more like a mansion. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to go for the house, the wood-looking house on the lake. Yeah, me too. Uh, which room appeals to you? You have living room, uh, <laughs> rectangular brown wooden table, chair, I lot, think that means like an building. office, like a meeting room. Uh, blue Volkswagen, beetle so that would parked mean a parking lot. Desk and organizers near wall, and it's a Lego room. Um, library, three-story library building with lots of books, and then books on table, which is like a little nook with... Um, I think the sofa um, by the window with the bookshelves for me. So the bottom right? Yes. Yeah, that one looks nice. I'm going to take that one too. I thought you would have gone to the Lego room. <laughs> Lego room? No, no, no. I'm not telling you what to order. It's Do desk and organisers. I'm not telling you yeah. what to select. Uh, then you got, and finally, what's your favourite subject? English, physics, history, business, biology, chemistry. Biology, chemistry, biochemistry, damn it. Okay, I'm going to take biology. Um, uh, I was scrolling and I accidentally selected history. Uh. Can I retake it with the same answers? Yeah, then go for it. Select. Damn it. I'm so sorry. Shiv. Shiv, shivs. Scroll up. So we said loyal. Yeah. Then I said burger. Then I said the house on the lake. Then I said the sofa by the window. Um, literature isn't on there. I know that it would be English, but technically I'm a biochem major, so I just have to go for biology. Um, I've got... What did you go first? Um... I got Harley Keener. You're like Harley Keener. You're incredibly is. loyal to the people you love. You're also brave and unafraid to do what you have to do to help others. You have a big heart. Who's Harley Keener? Um, you mean Harley Quinn? No, Harley Keener. I don't know what that I'm means. I'm pretty sure that's the little kid that um, Iron Man befriends. Okay, cool. I'm Mubaku, who, who's the... Mubaku. From Black Panther. You're yeah. a bit stern, but that's only because you take your responsibilities very seriously. Despite that, you're a selfless person who's always looking out for others. You're an incredible leader. He's the one that lives in the mountains, right? Yeah. From memory? Yeah. Alrighty, hoity-toity. Not bad. Not bad at all. They've been pretty slow on the quizzes this week. Yep. Um, you already talked about Castlevania and uh -huh. Stoof, so that's yep. that. We're ready for the one 
main topic yep. that's hitting the news right now. Um, COVID-19, uh, I guess Australia-specific, as of 6.15pm, uh, we had an extra 430 cases. An extra one more person has passed away, unfortunately. Um, but we've got a total of 2,146 as of 6.15pm uh, yeah. this afternoon. So it's Which isn't good. Really crap. New South Wales almost has 1,000 on their end, 113. Today alone, they've gained 209. Uh, we're at a total of 411, and we gained 56 today alone, thus far today. So, a lot of sick people. It's a really big deal. Yeah. And I watched the sim- symptoms video last night yeah. just before bed, That's and I was depressing. like, I'm so glad I elected to stay home. Yeah. Um, it's going to suck because you still have to work. It's going to suck if. Yeah. You bring it home. Yeah. So. And when the part where you see it's like permanent damage. Yeah. Which is shit. I've been really paranoid and I've been checking my temperature every 12 hours. But it's like, you think about it, if this affects the entire population, everyone's got permanent lung damage then. Not everyone will have permanent lung damage because not everyone will have a severe to critical yeah. case. That's the thing. Either way, it's still... It's not it's good. It's not a, you know, where people are like, oh, young people are getting it. That's a total freaking bullshit. Yeah. Um, oh, young people are fine. No. No, no they're not. No, they're not. But yeah, it's just it's scary. Yeah, very scary. And, I don't know, I try to, like, you have to keep updated, and that's one of the things where you can't just switch off from the news because you need to know what's happening yeah it's um and like logging into twitter right now there's just so much happening they're calling you know how um the prime minister was like oh we're having a war cabinet meeting people are saying stop calling it a war cabinet it's not a bloody war yeah you know um if it was a war chances are you'd treat it better than what you're treating it now. Exactly. It's just all done half-assed at the moment. Um, what else is there? Some idiot has passed away because he was taking chloroquine phosphate to prevent infection after what? his wife was admitted to the ICU. They're from Arizona and they're both uh, in their 60s. Jeez. That's not good. She's in intensive care. Um, apparently, chloroquine <sighs> is used to clean fish tanks. Yeah. And she's in ICU because she took it. And he died because he took it. Far out. Um, That's sad. Yep. I, just, I, I don't know what will drive people to do that. That's just... The, the, this is the thing. People are jumping on social media and posting all these home remedies and stuff. And people are just... There's no there's no need for that, you know. Something's going to get worked out. Something will get done. It will be fixed. Hopefully. But, well, uh, even if they had the vaccines, didn't they just start trials? Yeah, because originally when they did the, uh, or when the CDC brought out the actual... Um, the QPCR, the primers were shit. And it couldn't differentiate between the virus and water. And went the, because um, the primers were annealing to yeah. themselves, weren't they? Which is really, is Like the one thing really you don't want to happen? Shit. No. When that's... you're doing, and I said that to my mum and she's like, oh, I didn't see that anywhere. 
is that fake news? And I was like, no, I'm pretty sure that's... Yeah, that's... Because people were getting it and running gels just in their labs and yeah. stuff. Um, if you're a scientist working in a lab, you can elect to sign up for a uh, volunteer. It's an online form. Um, oh, shit, sorry. Let me just scroll back to talk. Where did I... Because I definitely know I signed up for it. Let me just find it. I'm so sorry. Do, 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 do. No, no, that's not it. But essentially, it was this online form where you could sign up so that way if they need scientists to do anything, yeah, whether it be to run QPCRs, to help diagnose or whatever. Oh, that's it. Volunteers to assist with COVID-19 testing. The Australian Society for Microbiology, ASM, is putting together a database of qualified people um, who are willing to be called upon in case of a potential staff shortage to assist with COVID-19 testing or any other requests required at hospitals or at diagnostic labs across Australia. Yep. The database will be shared with local public health hospitals and diagnostic labs. It's envisioned that in the event of a staff shortage, volunteers can be trained to support ongoing testing. Um, it's organised by Lauren Slew from the University of New South Wales. They pretty much ask for your email address. I just put my institution one, my name. They ask if you've ever done QPCR and like um, stuff before. They, what else do they ask you? Sorry, let me just sign back into my student email, not my, ugh, come on. Um, they ask if you, and of course it's not letting me sign in. What are, what are the chances? It's just the internet being stupid, which it normally is. So you just roll with it. Sorry. You will be. Ugh. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how long it actually takes to get this whole virus thing under control. Yeah. Oh, and then they ask if you can do anything else. So I said immunohistochemistry. Yeah. Because I'm really good at immunohistochemistry. And yeah, that's pretty much it. I'd, I'd probably be a hindrance to them, but I figured at least I... You know, put my name down, oh, yeah. I suppose. It's no. better than nothing. Better than nothing. Uh, they ask which state you're from. They ask what city, what institute, what department, what lab. They ask what your role is, what your highest qualification is. They ask if there's a shortage, would you be happy um, to help with testing? And they say, do you have experience in RNA, uh, DNA or RNA extraction, QPCR, working in an accredited lab um, or other? And I said, IHC, mouse work. Yep. and reagents i know that sounds basic but at least it's something and then um it said our lab is willing to share molecular biology reagents in the event of a shortage um i had to say no because i can't speak on behalf of yeah. my supervisor and then they asked me if i'm a member of the asm the australian society for microbiology and i said no yeah but you know it is what it is absolutely I suppose. something's better than nothing they probably wouldn't call me anyway but I don't know. It's worth a shot. Okie dokes. Is there anything else you want to add? No. I'm sorry, I don't feel like there's much because we had to record an episode late um, yesterday. And so on and so forth. Oh my god. Um, You know how I literally just spoke about Disney Plus? Yeah. Look at that advertisement. <laughs> That's funny. No, I'm being serious. Yeah. It's infiltrated my... Um, yeah, because you started dashboard, talking about... Dashboard, my website dashboard. And I never, ever logged into Disney Plus on my laptop. 
Wow, that's... Um... It was never associated with any of these bread in my opera browser. Now talk about McDonald's. Oh no, are they still open? Because I'm quite shocked if they are. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if McDonald's comes up. Um, Wouldn't that be funny? Because <laughs> we know how much we want to get McDonald's. Uh, also, we're at a very high amount of talents, so thank you so much to everyone. We didn't really mention it yesterday, but thank you so much to everyone, because it's been taking off like crazy. And every time, not really we do it for numbers, but every time we log in, it, it's just absolutely crazy. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Um, I also want to say we have one listener from Mongolia. So hello to you. You might have come in and out before, but I probably forgot. But if so, hi. Hello. <laughs> thank you for listening and to the annoying sound of my grating voice. No, that will be my voice. And, um, so yeah. All right. Is there anything else you wish to cover before we get into no, today's that's topic? that's good. We're ready to go. Now, before I talk about this, I, this week's main topic, I just want to say that in no circumstance, I can only speak for myself, but I don't condone cheating. Yeah. You probably don't either. So I'm not talking about it in an aspect where I want to judge the people that used this service in quotation marks i merely want to cover it um just because of the back door office bullshit and drama and conspiracies and theories that came through yeah um not because i like you're a shit person if you do use this service but also it's not up to me to give anyone the justice that comes with it you know what i mean i think it's a pretty shit situation around and it's nothing that I can comment on. I'm just saying, I think they're shit people, but I'm stepping away from... I want to try and be objective and step away from the fact of what this website is, if that makes sense. Yep. Um, and who these people using this website are. But today we're going to be talking about um, the Ashley Madison website. You know how there was a massive breach in 2015? Oh, uh, yeah, I remember hearing about that. So, what was... Um, it's, to me, it's like... Equal parts heartbreaking, shocking, twisted, funny in terms of everything coming to light. Not the reason that the website was created funny. Um, But I think it's a really fantastic retrospective case study on data storage and privacy, especially in the modern age. Yeah. Um, Is there anything you want to share about this website? I just remember that there was a lot of high profile people that literally, you know, went into turmoil, tumultuous, you know, turmoil. Yeah. My favourite one is the Christian vlogger dude. Not the Duggars, that the the eldest Duggar son from yeah. Nineteen Kids and Counting, but the YouTube vlogger. Yeah. And he was like, My wife has forgiven me, God has forgiven me. Yeah. So you all should forgive me too. Yeah. Essentially. Um but yeah, alright, anything else you want to add before we jump in? No, all good. Alright, so in July of two thousand and fifteen, a group called the um, Impact Team stole the user data of Ashley Madison, which is a commercial website billed as enabling extramarital affairs. It's a front for something else, but that's a different story. We'll get there. It's pertinent to the story. So the group copied personal information about the site's user base and threatened to release their users' names and person, like their private personal identification information, such as their emails, credit card information, their addresses, and so on and so forth. So basically, if you don't use a website such as PayPal, 
to pay for this service, you would have essentially doxxed yourself. Yeah, big So time. all of your billing information, your name, your number, your email address, um, your address being like your residential or business, whatever, yep. would have come up when this breach occurred. And they said, look, we're going to... They threatened to release all their user, all the user information if Ashley Madison would not immediately shut down. Yep. And then a little while later, um, on the 18th and 20th of August, the group decided to leak more than 25 gigabytes mm-hmm. of company data. And this includes their user details, so their customers' preferences. So... Um, whether that they wanted a man of a certain age or a woman of a certain age, um, what they look for in a person, their sexual preferences, so on and so forth, as well as messages that were sent back and forth, photos, because apparently people very commonly, like they'd message you, hi, and then they'd send you a a compromising photo. No shame to anyone that takes compromising photos, like you own yourself, but I'm just saying in the context of what that site is, um, it's kind of, I don't want to say understandable that you would send a photo like that, but they send it on the, um, a premise that they think that their data is safe. Yeah. Which it isn't. And, uh, a lot of in-house company emails were also part of this 25 gigabyte dump. And we talk about how big 25 gig is. It's a lot. That's a fair amount. So, apparently, the site's policy was to not delete its users' personal information. Uh-oh. So, they kept their users' real names, home addresses, search history, credit card transaction records. So, pretty much anyone who had used that website was living in fear of being publicly shamed. And it wasn't even encrypted. No. Jeez. So, Ashley Madison, or the Ashley Madison Agency is a Canadian online dating service and social networking service marketed to people who are married or in relationships. And it was founded in 2002 by Darren J. Morganstern uh, with the slogan, Life is short, have an affair. Oh, gosh. The name, apparently Ashley Madison, comes from the two popular female names in North America, both being Ashley and Madison. And, um, yeah... Uh, apparently, it's a subsidiary of Avid Life Media, and this company also runs other websites such as Establishment.com and Cougar Life. And so, basically, if there's a preference out there, they have. We'll talk about this a bit later on. But if there's a preference out there, they have a website dedicated, dedicated to, to that. Jeez. So, for example, if you're looking after a uh, mutually beneficial relationship that's considered the daddy dom uh, sugar daddy sugar baby thing okay. there's a website for that if you are a cougar or looking for a cougar there's a website for that if you're a dude looking for a little something on the side and you want to be guaranteed that the person is essentially an escort not just some random woman who is in herself looking for a, an affair or a thing, a fling, whatever, that's what establishment.com is. And there's they have heaps of these websites. They have same-sex 
ones and because you know you have to have a separate site for that you can't just integrate that into your main one you know what i mean because oh no if the gays share the same you know websites yeah. as everyone else oh the world will crumble Which but whatever and so they decided to dump all this information and included the ceo's emails oh jeez so apparently every time so say that i wasn't yeah but say that i was say that i had even if i had done nothing with the account right i just established the account if i wanted to close the account to deactivate the account i would have to pay ashley madison 19 us dollars to have that account closed so if you got a million people on it that's 20 million dollars but i've already told you that they don't close people's accounts yeah so they were charging people a 19 us buck fee to supposedly have their data deleted from the system and they weren't deleting it but they just weren't deleting that great so apparently people the joke like it was also jokes at some people's work or pranks um or if someone mistyped an email address and you suddenly got these emails, even though you didn't sign up for it. Yeah. You would still have to pay. Say that you set mm. it up for me as a joke. Yeah. Right, like a profile up for me. I would still have to pay 19 US dollars if I wanted that account closed, in quotation marks. Jeez, right? that's not good. So at this point, you see that there's a massive paywall that technically doesn't exist. It's perforated. Yeah, big time. So... This leak happens, and then a few days later, on the 28th of August, Noel Biderman, who was the CEO, um, he decided, well, he was essentially forced to step down um, on behalf of Avid Life Media Incorporated. And they released a statement on his behalf saying that his departure was in best interest of the company. And then so a little over a year later... Uh, Avid Life Media rebranded itself into Rubicorp and they appointed this guy called Rob Siegel as their new CEO and then in the same month they changed their company logo uh, this company logo from Life is Short Have an Affair to Life is Short sorry from Life is Short Have an Affair to Find Your Moment oh gosh right and then they wanted to they spent a lot of time and money up Upgrading their brand imagery to because there was a woman that was going like shh yeah and then in the video that would play like the advertisement the o for from madison was a, a golden wedding band yep. and it would fall and spin and so they upgraded that to a woman wearing a red gem shaped symbol as its logo because they were now ruby core yeah so by 2017 they ended up forcing Rob Siegel, who was the CEO, and President James Millership, or sorry, I should say the second CEO, and uh, President James Millership, um, they got him to step down from their respective roles. And then they decided that they were going to rebrand to what they were originally, back to Life is Short, Have an Affair. Yeah. Because they wanted it to be symbolic of the company's return focus on married dating. Right. Pretty dodgy. More recently, last year in February, the company announced that it had reached the 60 million member mark. Now, this is something that's going to be pertinent to the story later. 
Yeah. All right. In 2019, later on in the year, uh, their chief strategy officer, Paul Keeble, said that the service helps create up to one million affairs every month. Which is bullshit. Now, for, I did a little bit of digging, and their version of a, an affair ranges from actually connecting with someone, meeting them online, like connecting with someone online, and then arranging to meet them in real life and carrying out yep. an affair to whatever their def- definition of an affair is. To say that I'm just some random woman on the internet on that website and you're some random man on the internet with that on that website, me just sending you a message saying hi, they count that as an affair. That's pretty shit. So I want their numbers are a lot more skewed, but I'll save that for a little bit later on in the yeah. story. So we've already said that. Uh, they're based in Canada. They have apparently more than 60 million people in 53 countries. And they boast that unlike Match.com or eHarmony, which are dating websites where it's you're looking for a relationship, their business model is based on credits rather than monthly subscriptions. So say that you and I want to talk because you're a guy, you have to pay the credits. Um, so the man always has to pay anywhere between eight credits or more to initiate the conversation. Yeah. And then once you've paid that, uh, any conversation we have between the two of us would be free. Yeah. Um, once I essentially start replying to you. Um, and apparently they also have a real-time chat feature where it's similar to connect calling where you have to pay per minute used on their site. Um, so they said that they allowed users to hide their account profiles for free, but even again, we've said, even if you didn't make it yourself, whoever made it didn't have your consent, you'd still have to be charged $19 for, um, the full delete option. However, they advertised it as it would remove all user profiles or messages sent and received delete your usage history and any personally identifiable information, including photos. But uh, their data dump revealed that this permanent deletion feature did not do anything because all data was recoverable. Yeah. So that's a bit shit. That's very shit. What what they're doing on their website is quite fucking shit to begin with. But I'm not here to say that they deserve it or not. If that makes sense. Yeah. All right. So, the Ashley Madison's response was, we have no response. So, they put up three statements on their um, media section addressing the breach. And when... So, apparently, they were very, very active on Twitter before this shit hit the fan. Um, And then, all of a sudden, their Twitter went silent and everything was directed to their media web page on their website. So one statement said, at this time, we have been able to secure our sites and close the unauthorized access points. We are working with law enforcement agencies, which are investigating this criminal act. Any and all parties responsible for this act of cyber terrorism will be held responsible. Using the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, or DMCA, our team has now successfully removed the posts related to this incident, as well as all personally identifiable information, or PII about our users published online. Um, So they said that if anyone wanted to cancel their account, 
after this breach, they would waive the account deletion charge. But right. we already know yeah. that no. they didn't delete data anyway. They've already failed anyway. So um, when all this shit was happening, it took them a lot to actually admit that a breach had occurred. So they tried to act like it was business as usual. Yep. They denied any reports that a you know a dump had occurred. Um, and then another company later on, an actual security firm that does all the info. You know how they pay like a white hat hacker yeah. to do all that stuff? They actually said that it was over 60 gigs worth of data, which is over double yeah. what the they um, say. But the ransoming begin. So uh, whoever the hackers were, they released, they dumped all the information, all the data onto BitTorrent in the form of um, a 10 gig compressed archive. And then they linked it to a dark web website that you could only access through Tor. Um, and then the data was cryptographically signed with a PGP key. And yep. for anyone like myself who didn't know what a PGP key was, PGP stands for pretty good privacy. Apparently, it's an encryption program and it provides cryptographic privacy and authentication for data communication. So you can use it to sign, encrypt, um, decrypt texts, emails, files, directories, whole disk partitions, and it's there to increase the security of email communications. Um, and it was like founded by Phil Zimmerman in 1991. So you can say that it's been around a lot longer since the internet, to be yep. honest. Um, at least in terms of public use. And then so the hackers said that, look, it's Avid Life Media's problem. Um, we blame them because of their deceptive company practices. And they made a statement saying, we've explained the fraud, deceit and stupidity of Avid Life Media and their members. Now everyone gets to see their data. Too bad for Avid Life Media. You promise secrecy, but you won't deliver. Yep. And then that's when Avid Life Media released their statement saying that the company was working with authorities to investigate, said that the hackers were hacktivists, not hacktivists, but criminals. Um, and then a second data dump occurred. Um, and then the largest file within the second data dump was 12.7 gigs of corporate emails uh -oh. that included stuff from Noel Biderman, who was the CEO at the time. Um, and then, so basically they decided to settle later on in 2000, July of 2017, um, when they were renamed as Ruby Corporation, two dozen lawsuits stemming from the breach for 11.2 million US bucks. Yeah. So people that were users went to um, sue them, which I guess there was a breach in data, but it's a shit website to be caught out on. Um, but in terms of this guy, Noel Biderman, he's like, if there was a documentary on YouTube, I watched it yep. <laughs> for this. And so I watched this one and it's like the most referenced and the most popular one. And he talks about, the CEO, I'm just going to call him Noel Biderman, but I'm just going to call him Noel. Yep. And so this asshole essentially built this website and he came up with the ideas for all the other subsidiary umbrella websites or the ones that were under his that umbrella, right? 
And so in every single interview, this asshole was like, and he would bring his wife to, and they would go like, good morning America and yep. all the other big American and Canadian like morning breakfast shows and shit promoting or talking about um, like in Australia, their promotions were banned. Yep. The, who is it that looks after our television? I can't remember that group, that department. Like the ACCC? Something like that. Yeah. Um, they would, did not allow them to advertise here. So this asshole to make himself look better, he would bring his wife to these press interviews, right? And these TV show news interviews. And so there's this one interview where they asked his wife at the time, because you can see where this goes, um... How do you feel about your husband running this website? And do you is like, uh, do you promote affairs within your relationship? And she was like, no, he doesn't have an affair. He just filled a niche that he saw. You know, it like it's an entrepreneur. Because you know, classically, the entrepreneur thought is you're going to create a product that you can't find yourself. Yeah, essentially. Right? That's the main... When you ask someone, how are you so successful? They say, I made a product that I was so passionate about because I knew I wanted it, so I was going to put everything into it. Yep. Right? So this guy really drove a product that he's acting like he had no need for. And so anyone that was attached to this brand or commented socially about this brand or this website was kind of like, this is a bit odd. Yeah, very odd. That you would front that if your values... Uh, to not yeah, it's like a double negative. adultery. Yeah. And then so it turned out that this asshole was cheating on his wife too. And I do believe that they've since divorced. Jeez. Um, and so he lied about it and he lied to her. So essentially yeah. what he was promoting and what he's, he had his wife standing up there to say. So he basically created a system whereby he could just cover it all up. He thought he had a system where yeah, he could cover pretty everything hadn't. up. And I don't want to get into the main kicker yet, so I'm going to hold on to what I was going to say the other half of the uh, the conversation, but we'll get there eventually. Yeah. So I want to cover a little bit about the impact and ethics. Um, so this concerns me, but apparently none of the accounts on the website needed email verification for the profile to be created. So meaning that people can create profiles with fake email addresses um, and say that our names were similar. Yep. I could use your email address accidentally or not even know I had made a typo and it would be directed to you, right? Yeah. So you'd get all the emails, I but I wouldn't have to verify the account. Jeez. So say that your wife looked at your emails and said, why the fuck are you getting emails for Ashley Madison? Yeah. And then you'd say, I honestly have no idea. You can look at my history. Yep. But the thing is, I would have the, du- like, you can't log in, you can't do anything because you don't know the password. No. There's no way to verify Anything, no, you can just nothing. log in with the numbers, right? And the letters and shit. Um, so people were doing that and they made similar names and confused their email addresses or they'd set up accounts for the wrong email address. So in reality, the number of real... This adds to the fake number of users yeah. at the time because some people said that they had to have three or four accounts because they didn't 
like the communication of what like you know i'm getting weirdo commenting to me and on this one and i don't like it i'm gonna yeah. spam from this one person i'm had enough i don't want to connect with them to oh, i forgot my password and my email for this one so i'll make a third but all of those accounted as three separate members hmm. and then so um Apparently, the hackers say that they get paid $1.7 million a year yep. every year from people paying to shut down uh, their profiles on the site. Yeah. Um, and then Avid falsely asserted that paying them would fully delete the profiles, which the hacker proved was untrue. So basically, people were paying the hackers to go in there and delete their profile. Yeah. So they're making double bank money. Pretty much. Um, and then, so after the hack happened, people that are internet vigilantes, um, decided, shit, all this data exists. Let's see if we know anyone on the list or if there's anyone famous on the list. Yep. And then because they were going to say, before it hit the news, say that you're, I'm a celebrity, say that I'm some famous movie star. Yep. You would come through the list and you'd be like, oh, Stephanie Marina, she's this actress and blah, blah, blah. And, um, I'm going to fucking... Uh, blackmail her and say, I'm going to post this on Twitter if you don't give me $50 million. Yeah. I would give you that $50 million and then I'm still going to get outed anyway because you can't change the data yeah. that's out there, but still that threat loomed, right? Yeah. Um, and then you also would publicly humiliate those people. And then so this uh, online website, France24, said that 1,200 Saudi Arabian, which is .sa email addresses, were leaked in the database. Jeez. And the thing is, if you're caught as an adulterer in Saudi Arabia, you, it's punishable by death. Yep. Uh, they have tried, being avid media, and even when they were Rubicor, for, they have tried for so long to um, break into the Singaporean market. But Singapore like, no, we don't stand yeah. For this. They don't. Um, that's against our nations and family values. Yep. You know, no thank you. Apparently, several thousand US military and government email addresses were registered on the site. And there was actually a press conference um, where the Secretary for Defense had to, had said, look, we have a lot to answer for. Yep. And we're going to go through and comb through and see why things happen and what things happen for. And also in... The American military, as far as I understand, if you are also added in as adulterer, you lose everything. Yeah. You get booted. You lose your pension. Everything. Everything you've worked for, you just kick to the curb. Yeah. If you live on base, you're homeless. Yeah. All um, gone. Anything that, you know, your health insurance and stuff, it's gone. So after the breach, exhaustionists would target people um, and they tried to scam uh, apparently one group went around trying to contact famous people and they were asking for $200 worth of US, at the time, bitcoins yeah, from these people. And then one company offered a search engine where people could actually type in the email addresses of colleagues or family members or their spouse yeah. into the website and see if their email address Jeez. was on the leak. Um, and the company would send them letters and say, look, we're going to air out your dirty laundry and say that your husband or your friend is cheating, you know, if you don't pay us some money. Yeah. Um, and then so 
there was a massive debate between security researchers talking and internet privacy activa- activists where they talked about does the media have to comply to a certain code of ethics it should when they're um, telling the public what data is out there so does the media have the right to say someone and out someone or should they say look a lot of users some who are in the public eye are on this list as opposed to saying Stephanie Marinas was on that list you know what I mean yeah do they are they ethically allowed to out someone specifically no no they're not or can they just say a lot of famous people happen to be on this breach list yeah absolutely um, and then, so, it was complete. You know when the big fappening hack occurred with all the iCloud yeah. photo leaks thing? It was comparable to that. Yeah. But on the extramarital affair site level. And then, so, clinical psychologists said that, look, when you out someone who is having an affair in such a public way, you're not just hurting the person who committed the affair, but if they have potentially have a spouse, and well, obviously they have a spouse because they're having an affair, but also their children. So it's a lot different saying that my significant other telling me, by the way, I have something I need to tell you, um, I've had an affair, as opposed to, or them, you know, me telling someone I've had an affair, as opposed to them Googling my email address on this breach list. Yeah. And then smack bang. And then my kids going to school and their friends saying, I saw that your mummy, you know, cheated on your daddy. Does that mean your mummy don't love you? And a ton of other shit like yeah, that. Yeah, so that was major repercussions. Incredibly so. And so there's this one woman. Her name's um, Caroline Gregora, And she's a psychology writer for the Huffington Post. And she said that social media has created an aggressive culture of public shaming. We know it as cancel culture today. Uh, in which individuals take it upon themselves to inflict psychological damage, and then more often than not, the punishment goes beyond the scope of the crime. Yeah. Because, you know, it has serious repercussions that sometimes will not end up, you know, in a good way. But I also feel like, don't fucking cheat. No, I mean, as in for the, like, the, <laughs> yeah. the kids, like... No, I know, but... Yeah. Kids aside, yeah. spouse aside, they don't need to deal with any of that bullshit. Should have been done it in the first um, place. But also don't fucking cheat. No, plain and simple. You know what I mean? I know that in today's modern age, um, what do they call it? Like revenge porn laws yeah. are very strong, particularly in Australia. But still, this shit is going to... This stuff doesn't stay a secret. No. Someone's going to find something, whether it be a billing, like a bill, or just a message or an email. It's just... Really, shit, just don't fucking do it. No. Anyway, so this other guy, his name is Graham Cluey, and he's a British security blogger, and he said that the psychological consequences for people shamed could be immense, and then it would be possible for someone to be bullied into suicide. Yeah, that's not good. And then, unfortunately, um, that did happen, but we'll get there a little later on. So there's this other guy, Charles J. Orlando, and he had joined the site to conduct research concerning women who cheat. So he was doing actual scientific research. And he said that he felt that like users of the site were anxious that the release of sexually explicit messages would humiliate their spouses and children. Yeah. And he further on wrote, said that he felt alarmed because the mob is that 
the internet is more than willing to serve as judge, jury and executioner and that members um, of the Ashley Madison site don't deserve a flogging in the virtual town square with millions of onlookers. And then, unfortunately, on the 24th of August 2015, so less than a week after the breach occurred, uh, Toronto Police announced that two unconfirmed suicides had been linked to the data breach, in addition to reports of hate crimes connected to the attack. Sorry, to the hack. Uh, apparently, one man in the US, and they, the, I'm not going to name the man, um, but he. Um, he killed himself six days after the leak occurred. Um, and so he had like a wife. He had two older kids that were in their 20s. Um, and so he pre- his family say, I'm not going to say his name or talk about them because that's not my business. Um, but his family said that, look, he had gone so far down the rabbit hole that he thought that and the the holding that this man had in society because he was um let's just say involved in the baptist church oh boy um he was a very big deal yep um and so he essentially saw no way out from it other than to remove himself from the equation yep um and it's heartbreaking <sighs> so yeah like it's not just the spouse, not that the spouse deserves that, but the kids too. Um, so where's I going to go with this? Apparently last year, uh, they confirmed that the they've upped their security features, so now they have two-factor verification. They have fully encrypted browsing. Um, so it's evident that their website and all their umbrella websites are still active, still being used today. I don't know in what capacity. I'm not a member. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, there, are, there are a lot of bloggers and news people that make accounts just to see what happens. You know what I mean? How long it takes for a message to come in and stuff. So if you're interested in seeing what it looks like, don't pay. <laughs> yeah. um, just watch a video on the internet. Um, so now I want to talk about more about the rabbit hole, if you yep. will. So there's this woman called Annalee Newitz, and she's the editor-in-chief of Gizmodo, um, and she, which is a big tech um, journal. Not a journal. What, do you, what would you call it? Um, what would you call Gizmodo? It's a magazine. Yeah. Right? It's a tech it's magazine. It's just tech mag. So I don't know if they've changed names since we've moved to more online stuff. Yeah. So she analysed the leaked data and she found that roughly 12,000 of the 5.5 million registered female accounts, so can we just say 12,000 yeah. out of 5.5 million... Sorry, you finish typing. No, no, no. Just trying to get this working. What are you trying to get working? No, it just went dropped. Okay, so... So 12,000... Of the 5.5 million registered female accounts were used on a regular basis. So less than 1% of the accounts were female. And this is really big because these this company 
said in their fine print that you would receive at least one communication to establish an affair a month. Right? So the remaining were used only one time. And that was the day they were registered, if you get where I'm going with this. So she found that of these accounts, a lot of them were created from the same IP address. Okay. Is this narrowing down a little bit for you? Yeah, this is getting dodgy. Um, So they suggested there were many fake accounts. Bots. Yes! So she found that women check their email messages very infrequently. Um, So she says for every every one time a woman checked her email, 13,585 men checked theirs. So that's a big weight difference. Jeez. Um, only 9,700 of the 5 million female accounts had ever replied to a message compared to the 5.9 million men who checked their messages quite regularly. Um, and she said that women, women's accounts show so little activity that they might as well not be there. And then she went on to say that she had misunderstood the evidence later on in her previous article and that there were few female active accounts on the website and... Um, they had bot activities in contacting members. So it could be a little higher, it could be a little lower. And then she says that we have absolutely no data recording human activity at all in the Ashley Madison database dump from the impact team. All we can see is when fake humans contacted the real ones. So then people tried to go one step further and started hashing um, passwords. Yep. And um, one security analyst used the Hashcat password recovery tool. And what he found, and this was quite startling to me, was that uh, among the 4,000 passwords that were the easiest to crack, 123456 and lowercase password were the most commonly used ones on the website. Whether that be bots or that be real users, because they didn't want to forget. Yeah. and then, so apparently there was a design error where passwords were hashed with both Bcrypt and MD5, um, which I guess is two separate languages. Um, 11 million passwords were eventually cracked. And so what they essentially confirmed is that chatbots, where they fake, where they were um, online fake bots, but they were women-esque, if that yeah. makes sense. Um they were made to look like they were real women. They fooled millions of men into buying special accounts. So these fake f- profiles were tied to the same email address and then were planted into the algorithm to message male users. And the ploy here is that it costs men actual real money to actually see or reply to the messages that these bots are sending them that the company has incorporated into their website and database. So essentially all the guys were doing was just talking amongst themselves. No, they were talking to no, no, no. the computer. As in, all, all they, they were talking did were, to it themselves. They were just paying money to talk to themselves. Essentially, yes. Yeah. And so to get more money flowing into the website, they made 89 female chatbots to spam male users, siphon more money to try and ensure that they'd get the men to stick around because their profile was getting views, they were getting messages, seemingly making the service and their membership or subscription, whatever the fuck you'd call it, worthwhile. 
Jeez. How scary and sad is that? That's sick. That's and, really sick. All right, so um, this is where shit gets big. So Avid Life Media has a lot of groups, right? So they have the, in, just in the Canadian group alone, they have the Avid DIY Life, they have the ALM Labs, they have the Personal Lifestyle, they have the Avid Dating Life, which is comprised of the ADL and um, Europe Limited, so the Ireland, Web Ireland being I-R-E-L-A-N-D yep. uh, service, and the Hot or Not Incorporated service. And then they also have the Cougar Life and the Established Men. Then, stemming from the Hot or Not Media, they had the US group, right? So that was the ADL Media Incorporated in Delaware, CL Media in Delaware, EM Media in Delaware, Personal Lifestyle Media Incorporated in Delaware. Then they also had the Cypress group that headed their Europe um, websites. And they were known as the Talcus Holding Limited Holding Company. And then that was separated into two subsidiaries, which each had their own branches. So the first one was Invocado Holding Limited, Holding IP Company. And then they pretty much had the holdings to uh, the, the, sorry, the European versions of the same website. So the Spectrum, Kugel uh, Life, Establishment, um, the lifestyle one, and the second branch was a separate holding company that was there for um, operating, billing agent, and affiliate programs. Now, you're going to want to ask me what's an affiliate program. What's an affiliate program? So, you know how I said to you uh, that they done found a lot of encrypted information and emails from the guy? Yep. The CEO. Turns out that this whole thing was a front for an escort service. Really? Well, there you go. So, especially for the establishment um, portion, if you will, what they found is that uh, he had he being the CEO at the time. Yeah. I can't remember what I said his stupid name was. No, thank you, Sherlock. He, thank you, <laughs> he got one of the people under him to uh, get escort services on board so that that way it was essentially prostitution with a dating front. Pretty shit. So, um, yeah. That's dodgy. So these guys thought that they were, especially in the established men, um, they thought that they were just talking to random women on the internet, but some of them were professionals. Yep. Not a disrespect to them. That's their job. They're making hella money. Um, but I'm just... For the purpose of the story. Uh, so, yeah. So, obviously, the company came under a lot of criticism um, and they accused Ashley Madison of being a business built on the back of broken hearts, ruined marriages and damaged families. And then they said, look, we're just a platform and we're not trying to convince anyone to commit adultery. Um, and he's saying that by 
enabling people to have an affair, we're actually saving marriages. Mm. I don't understand the logic there, but you do what you've got to do, you know, to make you, yourself feel better, to sell it to yourself. Yeah. That's what you've got to do. That's what you've got to do. And so a lot of people brought up the whole, we guarantee that you will successfully find what you're looking for or we'll give you your money back. But I've already told you about how you had to spend a lot of money to read respond to messages um how you had to do with the credit thing to actually chat to someone and all that kind of thing so it was more about siphoning money all the money um so that's when people kind of questioned is this a fraud should they essentially go bankrupt and be shut down and have to pay back you know in a massive class action lawsuit refund everyone that spent money on the website and a ton of stuff like that um so apparently they have since phased out the guarantee um and it no longer appears on any of their company websites advertising or promotional material Jeez. so um you know we already spoke about the female fake chatbots and all that kind of thing um apparently a former employee came forward and said that in 2012 uh, that they were requested to create thousands of fake female accounts to attract male customers um, and that resulted in repetitive stress injury claims that were settled out of court. So think about how many fake emails and websites Too many. bios you have to write to get an RSI. Too many. So, uh, after, what a naughty child, sunny boy Jim, get down from there. And he just wants that attention. So, um, Ashley Madison has come under a lot of fire for their guerrilla marketing techniques that they use to advertise their site. Um, apparently they are known for making fake, uh, review websites to get their name out there because any publicity is good publicity. One of the more mentionable ones is AshleyMadisonScams.com, which uh, after it was taken to court, it was found out that it's actually registered, that domain is registered to uh, Avid Life Media. Right. Yeah. Um, And the CEO was sending harassing voicemails and shit to the registered person yeah. of the thing who was, you know, exposing um, Ashley Madison. Apparently, he, Noel, the CEO, was on a lot of TV commercials, billboards and radio ads. A lot were pulled from the air because of frequent complaints in, and some countries actually turned down. And apparently, he also tried to approach a lot of, um, like, sporting teams... Yeah. Uh, for example, uh, Phoenix's. Uh, sorry, no, um, there's an Italian basketball team. He tried to rename Phoenix's Sky Harbor Airport, um, but that and he tried to offer them like ten million dollars to re to rename it, but that didn't happen either. And then he tried to propose ads in two thousand and nine um, that would have been charged to the Toronto Transit Commission for over two hundred thousand dollars. Um, to be on streetcars in Toronto, but they were like, uh, no, we don't. We that. don't really want to promote uh, cheating or lying. So, soz mate, 
Um, and they said, look, we will subsidise the fare rate from 250 to 275 but then the offer was still declined. And then in 2009, apparently the NBC was asked to broadcast an advertisement during, um, what is that, 23? Yep. Uh, during the 23rd Super Bowl, and NBC were like, hey, you done fucked, that's not going to happen to us. Yep. So, um, yeah, there's just, like, a lot of shit. It, apparently in 2015, um, after, like, late 2015, after the whole breach, apparently 576, this is a US value, $576 million class action lawsuit was filed against the company, and Ashley Madison agreed to pay $11.2 million dollars. And apparently 37 million users. Like that $11.2 million was split up yep. between the users. So, um, yeah. That's that's it. Busted. Kia, Sherlock, do you have something to say to the people? No, just a jingle jungle. Oh, is he purring? Yeah, he's purring. What a boy. Oh, no, okay. Had his five seconds of fun and yeah. he's done. Alright. Okay. He's a bit no. concerned. He's, yeah, he's like, I don't like before. bots. He doesn't <laughs> like bots. I ain't no cheater. No, he doesn't like bots. I have good, strong family moral values. Yes, yes he does. So that's it. That's what, what do you reckon? What, oh, after all of this? Oh, it's a load of shit. What a scam. This guy should go to prison. What a, what a Muppet. Shell's, Shell's is disgusted. He's just wandering off in disgust. He'd rather drink from his water bowl than listen to that utter drivel. <laughs> what, what a load of trash. Oh, sorry. Apparently he's still married to his wife. Oh, wow. Yep. Um, yeah, well, you know. I'm a topic of dodgy stuff. He carried out several extramarital affairs over the course of his marriage. So does that mean they're divorced? I don't know. I thought that I swear I heard that someone say in the doc that he was divorced. Hmm. Potentially. Yeah. Anything else? Um, I just posted a link for Scam Watch just there. Just there. Just on the page. Oh. Um, which is a little bit dodgy because what people are actually doing is trying to scam and take advantage of, uh, the whole coronavirus issue and essentially yes. where they're putting in phishing emails and phone mm-hmm. calls impersonating, um, Medical the WHO, the government authorities and legitimate businesses and, you know, um, travel agents. I'd like to also plug Kit Burger. That's K-I-T-O-B-O-G-A. Yeah, Kit Boger. Yes, yeah, so K I T B O G A. Yeah, uh, he's a scam baiter. Yeah, which is hilarious. Check him uh, out. And he he streams as well as like uploads his yeah, daily really compilation guy. every other day, if not daily, to YouTube. So we watch his stuff. It's really good. Legend, absolute um, legend. He was he did a, a video or two about the COVID nineteen scam baiting. So yeah, we should watch that. And yeah, see. we should. Uh, you got anything else to add today? No, that was it. That was pretty much just uh, what I was uh, looking at. And just, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was important because people are getting scammed. Targeted. 
Um, so if you're looking for us, uh, if you want to actually request a topic, you can do so by going to our form. Uh, the link will be in the notes description, whatever, depending on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. Um, please just give us the name of the topic, uh, your Instagram or Twitter handle, as well as your pronouns, so we can appropriately refer to you and give you a shout out. We are on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, or you can email us at controlsandcouches at gmail.com. Yep. He is Full Middle Chicken on YouTube. Yep. I'm Steph Afar on everything. Yep. Um, and, yeah. Yeah. That's it from us. That, that's it, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Tune in Stay next sal- week. Stay safe, everybody. Yeah, Stay healthy. Don't get sick. Stay home. Yeah. Don't go out. Stay don't home. eat out. Stay home and listen to us. We have 37 episodes. Well, this is the 37th, so you're listening to that one. But yeah, 37 episodes of fun and excitement and useful and non-useful facts that you can listen to. So if you enjoy the sound of my dolce tones, please rewind to the last 36 and add this to your collection of audio, which is greatly approved. So yeah. For everything else is MasterCut. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. All right, that's it from me. Yep, that's it from me. Uh, thank you so much for listening or watching. Have yep. a safe, healthy, healthy, fantastic week, everybody. Stay home. Don't hoard. Just get your essentials. Yep. Don't eat out. Don't get takeaway. Stay at home. Just, and I say again, just, just stay at home. Eat baked beans. Um, get Netflix. Buy a Nintendo Switch or some console. Live the three weeks at home. Yeah, um, get an X-Bone. And let's kick get this virus's ass. And if Level there's up. no one out to get infected and all the cases are yeah. treated, we're not going to have the virus anymore. Yeah, then you can run your velociraptors And then we can the wait park. till the, the vaccine comes through and we can all get vaccinated. And then it's like, bubble. So, yep. Yep, all um, done. Thanks for listening. Uh, may the force be with you. And all the force with you. And also with you. Yes, all the force. Uh, let's hope that my... Um, what do they call it? I had to order another puzzle roll-up map. Let's hope it gets here. Yep. Because uh, I'm anxiously awaiting. Yes, for puzzles. And then I shall disinfect the box. Um, that's it. That's all I got. Okay. Excellent. All, right. all done. Yep. Until next time. Uh, we are signing off. Yep. Enjoy. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Uh, if you feel like subscribing, please subscribe. We also have downloads for extra snacks. Okay. And uh, yeah, please feel free to explore all the other stuff we have on, you know, show. Yes. Okay. And for everything else, Shells will deliver personally <laughs> through the internet. Yes. He has great bandwidth. Uh, on that note, we are off. See you next time. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun.